where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Dan Hornstein. If you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anybody who enjoys music. On this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week, we listen to it, then come together, give a brief bio of the artist, and then discuss why we picked it, and then we have a conversation about it. Uh, real quick yeah. before we get into the music, you can find me and all 11 of my posts on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21, and you can find Dan at... Dwight Privilege. Yes. And you can also... Why send- don't you post a lot on Instagram? I... There's not too many things... Actually, I got out of the habit of using social media mm-hmm. just because I was just like, I'm tired of this. And so then now there's very few times where I'm like, oh, I want to like, you know, mm. post something. And, you know, what am I going to post about? Like, oh, hey, I, you know, went over and did this work thing today. Like, I don't have very much in life that I feel like is very post worthy. I mean, there's a I few things that. here and there. So. I get that. That well, it answered my, what was going to be my follow up question, which is why am I the only one promoting the show? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've I've tried I've tried to do that. It's I, I'll I'll do that. I'll catch myself and I'm like, oh, I should put something on there and like promote the show, and then I will. I'll do something like a story or something. I've done a couple stories recently, and I'm like, okay, yeah, and then I forget about it. So <laughs> that's on me for being forgetful. I feel like Mark's just doing this as a favor to me. Like, oh no no no! He's like, oh, poor Dan needs a, he needs to talk. <laughs> No, between editing and getting things ready for this podcast and the other one with Adam, by the time I'm done with, you know, doing all that, I'm like, uh, and then other things like this weekend, my phone, I, on Friday, like an idiot, I dropped my phone right on the screen, shattered it and didn't just break the glass. It broke the screen itself. Uh, so I couldn't use my phone. I took it to the repair guy and he's like, yeah, I have a few other devices ahead of you and I'll have to fix. It. I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. He's like, I don't know if I can fix it, but I can try. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't want to buy a new phone. I was like, I already paid this one off. I'd like to keep yeah. it, you know, for another few years at least. And he's like, okay. So I go, he calls me like later on in the day, comes back. He's like, Hey, I fixed it. You know, check it out. So I checked it out. I was like, okay, everything works. Take it home. You know, next thing I know, screen's not working again. So I was like, damn it. (laughs) So I had to take it back. Did he take it back? He, I took it back to him and I will say about this, uh, the, uh, uh, Gadget MD, the one in Kingwood, Texas, that dude, he, he put another one in. He's like, Oh, I'll have to swap it out and put another one. in. didn't charge me for it or anything. I just had to wait for it. So I was really thankful that he was kind enough to, you know, he could have been like something like some assholes and companies like, Oh no, we already did the work and we'll just charge you again for it. And I was like, fuck no, not for another $170. (laughs) Yeah. So we'd like to thank this week's sponsor. Yes, Gadget MD. Gadget MD in Kingwood, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name, but seriously, the guy was. I, I really, I was like, I'm gonna recommend him to everybody because I was yeah. like, that's a solid thing. Because not and a lot. he really, I mean, if you think about it, he kind of sponsored 
the episode because yeah, he, he, he got you he got you listening to music yeah and able exactly. to probably complete the assignment yeah oh dude i didn't know what to do for the rest of the like the day actually on friday and saturday i was like i need to listen to music and i uh-huh. don't have my phone <laughs> uh-huh you like found that one cd that just is like the leftover one that has cigarette ashes on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly i'm like when did i ever have a bush album <laughs> oh man which one razor blade suitcase or 16 stone uh, 16 stone <laughs> oh hell yeah okay i liked razor blade suitcase too i was it a big was fan of the too. follow-up so, i think the um the few cds i still have is a real quick funny anecdote the a long time ago i took all of my music as much as i could before i started doing streaming services mm-hmm. and bought this service with iTunes and I uploaded everything on iTunes. And so I I converted it all digitally and I was good to go and I could listen to it on my phone and I was happy. And it was, it was, I mean, it took a ridiculously long amount of time. Oh yeah. Had I known then that Apple music was going to be a thing in the future, I probably would have just like waited a couple more years and then, you know, converted over then. (laughs) But I've, I, I did it and I started selling the CDs cause like, I don't, I don't need these anymore. And and I had to get rid of clutter. I was moving a bunch. The few CDs I still have, I found this great service that they would like pay you pretty good amounts for used CDs. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they were doing with it. Uh, It was a company we found online and it was like, you'd get like five bucks for a used CD. And it was, more than you'd get if you were to go into a place and try to sell it. You know, right. the most, most retail stores are going to try to GameStop you and just give you yeah. like pennies to the dollar. Uh, but the ones that I still have, I still have about, I guess about 50 or so CDs and they're the ones that were just unsellable. Yeah. <laughs> like I would, I would scan it and they'd be like, no, we're, we don't, we're good. We don't yeah. need this. So, <laughs> so like, if you think about that, as far as like popularity yeah. and what that leaves me with, like if I broke my phone, I would have 50 CDs to listen to of <laughs> shit that nobody listens to except for Dan. It's just you know? man of war triumph of steel. It would just be, <laughs> it's just like, it's all man of war and fucking my one like autograph copy of blind melon soup that I refuse to get rid of <laughs> that I'm still a little bit bummed out because the new singer signed it. <laughs> I think I told, did I tell you that story? No, I saw them play. I saw blind melon play in like the mid two thousands, uh, for free. They did a private acoustic show at a CD store to promote this new CD that was coming out called for my friends. And they got a new singer and obviously I'm, a, I'm a, I'm not obviously, but I am a big yeah. Blind Melon fan from back in the day. I like I like them a lot. I brought my copy of Soup for them to sign, just to at least get the band to sign it. Yeah, I know. Obviously, Shannon Hoon has passed away, and he's not there. And I went through, and they were they were really great. They did a meet and greet after the singer. Eh, you know, wasn't that <laughs> fan of it. I ended up buying the new CD just to be nice to them. And I listened to it. It's not a very good album uh, for my friends, but I had my copy of soup and I was going through and I, I saw the drummer and I grabbed him and said, Hey man, would you mind signing this? He goes, yeah. Do you want me to get everybody else to sign it? I said, dude, that'd be great. So he goes and I see him. He gets, you know, I, I don't, I'm bad with band, band member names, but he yeah. gets the guitar player, the bald one to sign it. He gets the curly black haired guitar guy to sign it. He gets the bass player to sign it. And then I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. And then they go to the other singer and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, not him. I don't need him. <laughs> no, please. No, no. I was like, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. And then, but he did it. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Whatever. You know? You're like, ah, oh, keep it now. <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> and 
have been hilarious. I don't want this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. I derailed us uh, again two week, two weeks in a row. My bad. No worries. Let's get to let's get to Sniggles. Let's kick the show off. Let's do it. Oh yeah. So I gotta say, off the top, uh, wh- what did you pick? Because holy shit, I was impressed with it. Zeal and Ardor. Yes. Was my pick. This is their new song called Run. Zealand Arter is a Swiss. They're in Wikipedia. They're they're uh, they're Swiss American. The guy lives in the states now, but they're described as an, a Swiss avant garde metal band. Mm-hmm. They've got three records out now. They've got one from 2016 called Devil Is Fine. One from 2018 called Stranger Fruit, and then this new one that's coming up. As well as they have a live album, which is really terrific. I don't typically listen to a lot of live records, but theirs is baller. And Zealand Ardor, what's interesting is I picked this for because it, it kind of syncs up with my album pick in that they're really both the product of just an one individual who is DIYing all of mm-hmm. this music. And for Zealand Ardor, it's uh, it's this guy, Manuel Gano, G-A-G-N-E-U-X. He's the front man. He's the singer. He blends in a lot of his older stuff. He, he would blend a little more electronic stuff in it too, but at their core, they are so unique Zealand Arter because they blend black metal and like African American spirituals type style of music, like that kind of call and answer, very deep South rooted kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, it's such a, you think the, you know, the kind of my theme for the week is stuff that shouldn't go together, but I feel like it works really well when it does. <laughs> yeah. And you wouldn't think those two things would work so well together, but my God, it does. And it's all like, dude, I love this. It's satanic. It is, uh, it's like Robert Johnson at the crossroads, 1920s, like blues, like when the devil was just kind of cool and made metal, everything that was metal. And he brings that in this single, uh, I wrote down, I mean, when I first listened to it, my, my initial reaction, you can't see the text on my phone here, uh, but I wrote down, fuck yeah, this is heavy (laughs) as fuck. Oh Yeah. Uh, I love that it's got like, it starts off with that kind of chanting, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh, uh, you know, and it gets super metal. This one has, this one's the song. I will say is a little bit of a departure because it's more metal and less of the like African spirituals mm-hmm. sound that was driving some of their older stuff. And that's good to see. I'm excited for that because on their second record, stranger fruit, I felt like that got a little redundant after mm-hmm. a while. And it was like the second album and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit of sameness from this. And so to have him go a little more into just the straight metal side of this, I was like, yeah, this is, this is refreshing. This is really cool. And I, I really did. I thought the whole like satanic heavy metal thing was a fad that had died and I'm not, I'm not advocating Satan. I just think it's cool when people do that. I don't know why it goes back to like the 12 year old Catholic in me who was first discovering like black Sabbath. And when I was listening to, when I was first learning guitar and just like the mystery of it and, and how cool and, and kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for rebellious and, mm-hmm. and, uh, occultish that is, I will always listen to stuff that goes sacrilegious. I don't know why <laughs> it's, it's like great theater for me. It's like the same reason why I, I really liked reading fucking Anne Rice novels when I was in high school, you know, it's like that same kind of vibe. Yeah. So you liked it. I take it. You were, so you, you were into it. My, the first time I listened to it, 
I, 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 w- I kind of didn't know what to expect. I never heard this artist before. And it came in and I was like, okay, this is really good. And as like the song progresses, it like kind of just builds and builds. And then it gets to like that breakdown part in the middle and it just gets filthy. And there's that like wailing (laughs) shit and everything in there. And I was like, and then immediately I was like, whoa, like to me, I heard a bunch of maybe like 10 weeks ago or whatever. We did an album called plastic soul impalement by training for utopia. And that whole album has this like horror creepy vibe to it, which I totally heard in this, especially in like the whaley tritone guitars. And I was like, Oh, there's a lot of that in here. And that just made it so much cooler. It was so good. And then it goes back to like the regular riff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is just, this song just like went to the top. It was amazing. It's super well-written track. I, I think this, what it reminds me of is there's a, there's a movie that uh is is called uh oh gosh what's it called i'm gonna have to think of it it's angel something and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's an old like mickey rourke movie with robert de niro where robert de niro plays the devil and it takes place in like 1920s new orleans and it's all full of like voodoo and the occult and stuff like that robert de niro plays the devil robert de niro plays the devil why didn't they just get mickey rourke to do it he'd just be playing himself yeah, that's a good one. I like that. This was before his face got all jacked up and he started doing boxing. Okay. He looks unrecognizable in this movie. Angel Heart. That's the name of the movie. It's okay. called Angel Heart. And um, like Lisa Bonet is in it, fresh off of the Cosby show and was looking to like totally change her image. Right. And so there's like mad nudity and like just it's a creepy, creepy flick. And that's what this kind of music reminds me of. It's It's like... Taking a trip to the swamps outside of New Orleans Ooh. and making a deal with the devil there. It's hot as hell there, so. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's an apt like, uh, description. <laughs> everybody's just sweating. So, my, I got, I, Zeal and Ardor, man, I just happened upon this group. I didn't know anything about them when their first record came out, and I got it. I started listening to it and I fell in love with it. Second record came out. I thought it was really good. Had some, some redundancy there, like I was Mm -hmm. mentioning, but still overall really terrific. A couple of years ago in 2018, I am a big fan of the band Baroness. Mm -hmm. Baroness comes to white Oak music hall here in Houston with their, it's a co-headlining tour with them and the band deaf heaven, which man, side note, wish I could get into deaf heaven. I can't, I've tried (laughs) at least a dozen times because they are a very well celebrated band. It mm-hmm. just does nothing for me. Uh, but Zeal and Ardor opened. Ooh. Completely stole the whole show. Wow. I mean, they came out and did such a good job that Baroness came up and I was like, okay, Baroness is good, but like, <laughs> dude, they <laughs> just couldn't touch it. Then Def Heaven closed it out and Def Heaven played like two songs. And I was like, I was like, maybe if I see him live, I'll like him. And then after a couple of <laughs> songs, I was like, I'm good. I turned to my buddy. I was like, we can go. (laughs) So yeah, I gave this song four beards. I thought it was uh, just a lot of fun to listen to. Super heavy metal. uh, Mm -hmm. Had a lot, everything I love in it. Big chugging guitars, cool vocals. I mean, just top notch. I gave it four and a half. I was just really, really impressed with it. Uh, I think it's really fun. <laughs> it has some of that '90s hardcore noise chord vibes to it. Not a lot. It's very subtle. At least that's what I picked up on. And there's just like little hints of it there. And I was just like, that's just it. Kind of was like that brought. I don't know. It just brought something special and unique to it because so much metal now. At least a lot of metal that I've heard is just 
pretty bland nowadays. Yeah, it's that's what I think that's part of what the thing that attracts me to like the lyricism too is it's it's refreshing to hear somebody just go ball, you know, all the way to the left with like the whole theatricality of of uh the occult and whatnot. Like the only other band that's doing that is Ghost, but they're doing it in a very cheesy way. Yeah. And it's, I like Ghost, but if least, I had to pick between the two, Zeal and Arter's got the merit. They've yeah. got it, they've got it where it counts. At least they weren't singing about Achilles. <laughs> I didn't listen to it after last week at all. I was, I was like, I'm good for a little while. I'm uh, solid. I just walked, uh, I was scrolling through. I, I enjoy history. I enjoy reading about history. And I was looking through some like history blogs and stuff. And I came to one about like, you know, the legend of Troy and Achilles. And I was like, well, can't read that now. <laughs> <laughs> like I already know the story. <laughs> uh, for my single this week, I picked the new crosses single with the beginning of the end. Oh my goodness. Chino. Once again, his vocals, I think are just amazing. The guy is just a phenomenal vocalist. I've always enjoyed crosses because it's a uh, Chino's always like uh, doing electronic music. Like he's, you know, yeah. dabbled in it with Deftones, a song here, a song there. And a uh, you know, also did a little bit with team sleep, but the beginning of the end it's, it's well, first of all, <laughs> you're right. Who was it? The, they sampled that one. Uh, Song from the I, here song. comes the hot step. Yeah, here comes the hot. Yeah, yeah. I need Kamozi from yeah. the nineties. It's that, but that first that. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, it's in there. That is definitely in there. Um, did not at all detract from my enjoyment of it. In fact, no. I really thought that was a cool way to utilize the same yeah. vote, the same sample in a completely unique way. Like sometimes we, you know, when we when we come up or we hear those things that remind us of other things or we can tell where it comes from or where it's similar to it can it can dent it it, it, it cheapens it it, it can cheapen it uh no nah, man not for this no not for this at all and one thing i kind of after like you know watching videos and listening to interviews with chino chino is a huge fan of like 80s music and stuff like that so i was like okay he's kind of like giving a nod to like some of his favorite influences and stuff which was cool uh I think it's a great song. It's kind of, it makes me really hopeful and excited for their new work that's coming out. Do they have something new coming out? Yeah. Anything that Chino will do. He's also going to be on uh, the new DC album coming out soon, which I can't wait for. Not DC talk. No, DC comics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That, that compilation record. Yeah. He it's already was on Wolf one a couple and a years. Bunch of other, yeah. Oh, that's going to be really cool. I definitely want to check. That he out did. When it comes he out. did a song with Marilyn Manson's guitarist a couple years ago, which was absolutely incredible. Which one is that? John Five? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But it I is John Five is the one that plays the Telecaster, and he's like incredibly. He he does he does with everybody. He's, he goes with Rob Zombie. I mean, he's all over the place. Maybe it was him. I'd have to go back and look. But it it's a phenomenal song. So yeah. Beginning of the end, it's if you've heard crosses before, it's very much in the lane of what they do, kind of like electronic rock, yep. which is fun. It's got a little it's got a little bit of elements of everything to it, a little bit of funkiness sometimes, a little bit of rock, and they just kind of kind of just find stuff to that works together, which kind of a, a lot of times when I listen to crosses, I'm like, does this really work? And then Chino starts singing, and I'm like, oh, okay, that ties it all together. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what makes crosses really fun. It's nice hearing him sing something that's not metal, but I love him in Deftones and metal and everything. But I love it when an artist can show how talented they are, but like, I'm a hop from this genre to this genre to this genre. And you know, they're like, Oh, okay. He just doesn't do this, <laughs> which yep. makes it fun. I gave it, I gave it four beards. I'm, I'm not too far behind you. There's his crosses was always one of those bands that, that I think they really only have like the one record, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they so don't have very it's much. the one, it's the one record, but out of every other side project, I would say that, that Chino's done, be it team sleep crosses or palms, I think is the third mm-hmm. one crosses is my favorite. That one record is, is my favorite. So when this came out, I was excited to hear that they were coming out with something new. This is super catchy. Yes. Uh, the song itself, I thought was just really catchy overall. I thought that when I was listening to it, the f- very first go round, I'll be honest. I went, Oh, is this not Chino singing? <laughs> yeah. It's he different. sounds very, this is a new style of singing for him. That's a little more like crooner ish mm-hmm. where he's, he's hitting some of the lower notes that he doesn't do it. He normally he'll he'll always default to kind of like a breathy, yeah. whispery kind of thing. That's removed. You're hearing, I think, just the crispness of the register of voice that he's singing in there. I loved the way that the the verse came in, and then after the verse, they had that guitar line that had this kind of twinkly synthesizer sound matching mm-hmm. the guitar line going over it. Musically, I just that really pleased me. I don't know what I was gonna, <laughs> I didn't know what else to say there. <laughs> mm, this pleases me. Like like your grandma at a wedding listening like, to Clarence no, like, Carter. Like, it pleased no, you. More, <laughs> I was gonna go more like Achilles, like to the victor go the spoils. <laughs> this pleases me. <laughs> Odd choice of words, but I understand. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for going with me on that one. And I really like that it stayed low key. I, I when I wrote down, I, I'm probably going to bring this up to a four. I put three and a half beards, but the mm-hmm. more that I think about it, this is this is a really it's a good, just very chilled out track. And yeah, yeah same thing. I like. I mean, I like that Chino embraces his nerdy side that likes a lot of pop music from the eighties and nineties. I liked when they covered the cars drive. Mm-hmm. I remember there was you we, last week when we were talking about Napster and how we discovered Wesley Willis via Napster. Yeah. One of the things that I had downloaded on Napster when I was talking about how I always find those live tracks was a cover from the Deftones doing say it ain't so by Weezer. Oh Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because it's, it's, they only, I mean, they, they don't play it that great. You could tell that they just kind of put it together that day. Yeah. But I love the beginning of it because in that particular concert or whatever, you hear Chino at the beginning before the song starts, before the song starts, he just starts going, I got to go see Weezer. I got to go see Weezer. <laughs> it starts kind of like telling about the, how he got to see them in concert like the day before or whatever. And then they do this cover and it's a really a lot of fun. So four beers for me straight up all the way with the sniggles. Yeah, that was, those are some good sniggles. It was, 
It was a nice break after the pure trash of last week. <laughs> and and I do, yeah, it was a really, both of our, both of the sniggles that we picked were really good. I was happy that we did that. I do have a correction. I listened to last week's episode and mm-hmm. I remembered that I was wrong. The first Wesley Willis song that I heard was not I Whooped Batman's Ass. Rock and Roll uh, It was, no, it was Suck a Caribou's Ass. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening right. and they're a diehard Wesley Willis fan, yes, I made a mistake when I was talking about the lyrics. I went back and I just checked myself and it's the, you're probably correct. You probably knew I was wrong. And right. I'll admit when I am, the song is suck a caribou's ass and not I whooped Batman's ass. Be very clear on that. Uh, yes. So this week for I did something a little different for the album that I picked. I picked two EPs from the Devil Wears Prada, and Devil Wears Prada is a metalcore band. Metalcore band. Why is that so hard to say? From Dayton, Ohio, and I was born just outside Dayton, Ohio. Okay, Dayton's so, not too far from where I went to college in Moorhead, Kentucky. Oh no, that's not very far at all. So yeah, um, they started, you know out in 2005. I heard about them a few years later, like four years later, I think after their first or second record came out. Uh, I really, really got into them back when metalcore was all the rage. I was not, not a lot of metalcore, but I was into some metalcore. There was some metalcore acts that I liked. They are hands down my favorite metalcore artist, but my favorite compilation of songs album or ep that they've ever put together is the zombie ep which is the first ep uh came out in 2010 and it's back when like walking dead was in like season two or three and like zombie shows and movies were all the rage and okay so he had just read that book uh shit who's it by i can't remember who it's by the guy who wrote the book of like how to survive it's the fictional book of but you know like a a fictional world war z is it no it's not that it's the one it's like he it's the same author but he wrote another one like how to survive a zombie or something it's like supposed to be like a manual for how to survive a zombie apocalypse okay i I don't know that one i the only one i can uh, other one i can think of is pride and prejudice and zombies (laughs) no yeah but he wrote he wrote world war z and so the the vocalist i read a interview like why they keep did this because they had just released with uh Roots Above and Branches Below that album. Then they're like, hey, let's do uh, an EP about zombies. And they're like, okay, that sounds fun. So they threw this together. And then they said, they said, let's do something different. I love it when a band does something different than they usually do. And they pull it off. They said, let's tune our guitars even lower and just play super fast. And that's what this album is. It's really well done. It's very chaotic. It's it, This album... I could feel it as like a soundtrack to like running away from zombies. You're just like shit, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the songs are themed like what they're about, like escape track one, track two, anatomy, three outnumbered, four revive, five survivor. Um, they're all very good. Survivor is my favorite on this one. It is on yep. this EP. It is Oh my gosh, this is like a woeful, like my life is over, we're all fucked kind of song. (laughs) Like lyrically and just like the atmosphere of the song. It's just very dark, very hopeless. It's just very gut-wrenchingly. And that one had, in my opinion, the best breakdown. 
Oh yeah, definitely. The on best that record, breakdown. along with what I wrote was quote an obscenely good bass tone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the bass was. Oh my gosh! And then the way that record finishes off, it's just that creepy synth effects and like mm-hmm. the echoey guitars. It's just it's so I just that. creepy. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's. I, I always loved this. I like when I listen to the devil was Prada, this is like my go-to cause it's short, it's precise, it's sweet yeah. and it's not too much. Like I, like we talked about a couple weeks ago talking about, uh, Pat Finnerty. You were like, did I, was it really good or have I aged <laughs> or was or it have just I grown young? up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it just young? Have I grown up? And so like, I can honestly look back on this. Okay. And I can look back on this and I got, you know, this was 11 years ago. I still think this is good music. I still think this is a good EP. I think it's aged well, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that about a lot of music I listened to back then, though. Because <laughs> I go listen right. to other stuff, and I'm Preaching like, wow. to the choir, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. But this is one of those, you know, collection of songs that really stands out, and it's just really good for several different reasons. I like the interplay between the screaming and then the clean vocals. It's, it's a nice back and forth, and they have some variation here, and it was a neat little concept album. What did you think of it? Well, I took this as as a two of two parts of one whole. Yes. And so I treated it as such and and kind of went through it as as much as I could listening to it as co- you know back to back. So I would I would go from, you know, outnumbered into Nightfall, for example. Okay. And just let it I would just kind of put it together and let it stream into each other like that so that way I didn't have two things. So I gave it one whole rating. I'll tell you, I don't listen to a lot of metalcore. Mm-hmm. It's never been a genre that I've been super into. Some of the things that annoy me about some metalcore groups were not present in either of these EPs. And so I really enjoyed it. Ooh, good. What I, things don't you enjoy about some metalcore? Sometimes, sometimes when they when they do the balance between the heavy singing, screaming, and the clean singing, screaming, mm-hmm. it's a little too pop for me. So like attack, attack. Yeah. Like when, or like, I'm trying to think of another good, like a lot of, uh, some of the, uh, so I, I have issues with that. And sometimes some of the genty stuff mm-hmm. can get a little too, too cliched. <laughs> yeah. A little, yeah. A little too much and too cliche. And I'm going like, okay, not everything needs to be that complicated gang right (laughs) sometimes i just want to nod my head and groove you don't need to always it's this and it's some you know look i have the same complaint with prog and bands like tool and stuff like that sometimes too i have to be in a mood to really listen to that kind of stuff when i'm in the mood it's fine but when i'm not i get really annoyed by it very quickly and i'll so the second part of that is I haven't been exposed to a lot of metalcore. I just haven't mm-hmm. listened to it. So I know there's a whole bunch of bands out there that I'm very unfamiliar with. Devil Wears Prada was one of them. I hadn't heard this band until oh, okay. we started doing this. I wrote down some of the sp- specifics of what I really liked as the thing went on and yeah. about the different tracks that I liked. For example, when they did Escape, there's this clever use of uh, piano uh-huh. in that track that I thought was really cool. Uh, my, I just wrote down my first opinions. I wrote outnumbered is brutal, just yeah. absolutely brutal. I really liked in outnumbered the way they had. So it's correct me if I'm wrong. There's two vocalists. Yes. Okay. 
that song in particular, when they were layering their vocals on top of each other, it worked really well. It was, it was tasteful. It sounded incredibly aggressive and gnarly. And I liked that a lot. We already talked about survivor. That's kind of it for, for zombie part one for mm-hmm. zombie part two. I thought this is where between the two of them, I think that zombie part two had a more of the things that I went, uh, okay, I've heard some of this stuff before. Whereas I thought zombie part one was a little more original. Mm-hmm. Nightfall, for example, has some of like that guitar trickery that's present in a lot of genty metalcore music now where you you hit a part and you do this pick this scrape your pick across the strings to hit a chime on like five strings at once and it goes and it's a little video game kind of noise but i've heard so many bands do that now yeah that i'm going "Ah, all right i get it it's fun to do I, I do it when I play guitar too, but if I were writing a song, I would probably go, okay, let's not do that because everybody else has done it. Yeah. So that's fine. I just think it's overdone. I really thought, uh, so again, getting nitpicky with, with zombie part two forlorn, the song is good, but I started to laugh a little bit because of all of the actual bass drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was i was like okay that's you just don't need that guys yeah like, take that out take out the little thing that was going on with the the genty kind of stuff um oddly <laughs> i wrote this down oddly my favorite song on both eps was track four on both of them Ooh, okay so that would not be Survivor. I think that's outnumbered. Survivor is number five. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think outnumbers track four on number one and then Nora yeah. on number two. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the best fucking song. It's so good. <laughs> out of all of them. Uh, I loved all the palm muting that was going on, that chugging kind of riffery. Uh, that shit. Holy cow. It was good. So zombie number one. Fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Zombie number two. Gave me a little more Gohira vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I not not which not a bad thing. Okay, but if I'm judging by not only how much I enjoyed it, but also if I'm looking at it through the lens of originality, I feel like Zombie Number One was more original. This felt like a band that was coming up with something new and something unique and something their own. Right. Zombie two overall, I felt like had a little, it was a little more derivative of some of the other current trends in heavy core metal core mm-hmm. kind of music. But that's not to say that I didn't really like it. Cause I did. I really enjoyed this a lot and I ultimately give it four beards. Cool. I give it, I gave it four beards. Um, both of them together. I give them four beards. Same Obviously, here. I'm with you. The f- zombie one, I think, is the better EP of the two. I do agree with you. The genty stuff, it's a little overdone. Like when I first the f- when I first listened to this album all the way through, or the second zombie two all the way all the way through, I sat there and my initial impression was a producer was sitting there telling them, "This is what's popular right now. This is what you need to do." Yeah, and that bothered me because like, obviously I wasn't in the studio, but I'm guarantee you that was said because obviously these guys are like, okay, let's stay fresh. Let's stay with the times. But I felt like 
<clears throat> and I've actually felt like this the last couple of their like full length releases. Obviously, I expect any decent band to want to grow and progress and try new things. But I just felt like this one was like, okay, we're all in solid state records now. Uh, Silent Planet is doing what? Let's use something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really what it felt like. Not that Silent Planet is bad. We I've reviewed some of their songs. I like some of their stuff, but it's too much of the same stuff. I was hoping yeah. for, and maybe it's on me for having this expectation. I was hoping that this would be something new and original like the zombie one EP was 11 years ago. Maybe that was just my fault for hoping for that because it was 10 years ago or 11 years ago and now it's not, but still I enjoyed it. Nora's a great song. I'll still listen to these, but uh, just, there was just that little bit of disappointment that, you know, yeah, I get that. I also felt lyrically like zombie part two, the lyrics weren't up to par with, no, part one. I don't think they and, were. Either. And I didn't pay that much attention to it, but the f- couple of phrases here and there that I picked up on nightfall, particularly. Yeah. I went, Oh, this, this is not great lyrics guys. It's, uh, you could have done, you could have done better. And I get if they're doing the theme of like, okay, this maybe there it's set in a horror, uh, zombie world. And, and mm-hmm. this is actually a thing. Ooh, night falls here. But it also was like, maybe you don't need to set the stage like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it didn't have the, it didn't have the majesty of like masters of the wind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it, to me it also is one of those things too, where like as an artist, as someone, I mean, obviously, as like an amateur artist, one thing I've learned over the years is if you've done, if you've done something as an artist, whatever your art medium may be, whether it's music or painting, whatever it is, if you do something and you feel like it was done really well and you're happy with me and you get tons of positive feedback from people like, wow, you nailed it with that. Don't ever try and do that again. <laughs> because yeah. you'll never just do let it, it again. be its own thing. Just That's it, right. It, just, just let it be its thing. Yeah. Don't ever try and do that again. Don't go back there. Just be happy with it. No matter how popular it is, don't be start Disney and buy Star Wars and Bro, make 400 you. shitty movies. Don't, you know, don't try. It just Jurassic <sighs> Park was fine. We didn't need the Lost World. Or <laughs> we the didn't five need other ones after exactly. that. Exactly. It's it's certain things when they're done so well, just don't do them again. We don't need a fourth matrix movie. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, let's be real. We didn't need a second or a third matrix movie either. Yeah. So it's, it's just something along those lines. Like, yeah, there was money in it. Yeah. There's a bunch of devil wars product fans out there that are going to buy it and stream it and listen to it. But they could have gone in a different direction. They could have gone. There's plenty of other concepts of anything that you could do. You could do sci-fi. You could do fantasy. Yeah. I mean, you, there's tons of stuff. Heck, you could do one about Troy and Achilles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the de- I just think the irony of a band named The Devil Wears Prada yeah. doing Greek history, Greek <laughs> mythology kind of cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was good. I, yeah. I, 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 here's where I'll disagree with you. I think that sometimes when people do sequels like that, uh-huh. uh, for, yes, you're right. For the most part, it's, it's swing and a miss, 
but I get the effort because sometimes it can be done right. And just to play devil's devil wears Prada advocate, (laughs) 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 you know, look at like Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 that were, you know, here's a sequel that's 30 years apart. Mm -hmm. That's just the sequel to me is better than the original film. Oh, it is better than the original. And so I like, yeah, thank you. Right. And so I think kudos to them for going back to that. I think that they, I agree with your take that they probably got steered into a bad direction by somebody. Yeah. But if I had to rank these separately, it would be like a four for zombie one and like a three for zombie two. It yeah, it's wasn't not bad. bad. It's, no. it's, it was, um, I enjoy it the same way I enjoy ghostbusters two versus ghostbusters one. I'll still watch it. I just prefer <laughs> yeah. the original. So, Enough Somebody about- should do a fucking concept album about Vigo the Carpathian <laughs> and like his backstory. Yeah. How badass would that be? That'd be amazing. <laughs> so on a mountain of pain. I sat on a throne of blood. Okay, I've, <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> and the uh, Eastern Europeans like, Oh, command me Lord. <laughs> That's Irish. Yeah. It's That's- Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Western straight. Really bad. West as you, European as really you bad. Get. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no other West, more Westernly European country. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so what did you pick this week? All right. So this week, I, it's so funny because when we came off of like the really bad music week yeah. and I picked this, I kind of realized that I was taking a big gamble. There's a big risk with this record. Okay. Right. Because this is, this is different shit. Yes. This is a band called Violet Cold. Mm-hmm. that I couldn't think of their name last time. And I had just happened again, same kind of thing. I just looking through albums and looking through different kinds of music to find. And I happened upon this, this almost the same time that I found the New Zealand Ardor track. So I guess I was in like a black metal ish kind of mood. And this record is called Noir Kid. Now, when we ended last week, I hadn't, been able to effectively find a lot of information about who Violet Cold was Mm -hmm. other than I saw this one record and I started to look on Apple Music and it looks like they had a ton of stuff, okay? Well, come to find out, just like Zealand Ardor, it is a one-man show with 40-plus releases on his Bandcamp page. Whoa! Okay, this is a a gentleman named Emin Guliev who is based from his home studio in Baku, which is in Azerbaijan, Mm -hmm. Azerbaijan, uh, former Soviet Union area of the world. And he just does this stuff. So this record comes out, Noir Kid, and it is a mishmash. This is a genre-defiant, genre-bending record to me. It's eight tracks that blends black metal, post-rock, post-metal, Euro-pop. And when I say Euro-pop, I mean like Eurovision. Yeah. Pop. <laughs> like like chipmunk vocals, uh, everything's <laughs> augmented and pitched way up, and a little bit of EDM, a little bit of techno. And he just kind of, it's almost like he throws it all in a pot and makes a stew. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this really caught me by surprise, and I I really had a lot of fun listening to this record. Um, I'll give you my take. I'll tell you overall, I I liked it a lot. 
because it caught me by surprise. Um, but I want to hear what you thought before I can really share my two cents on it. <laughs> so my first initial reaction was I, I thought, wow, you gave a very accurate description on like what this was black metal with all this other stuff thrown in. Um, this felt super experimental to me. Yeah. Like someone was like, let's just try this. You know, I'm going to have yeah, fun with like, this. Fuck it. And w- overall, I think it's, it's good. It's not something I really liked except for a couple tracks. There's the, the one song that stood out to me. Um, Oh, what's the name of it? It's the one that has like, okay, back in like 10 years ago, dubstep always did the thing where they like, like cranked up the octaves on someone's voices and then chopped it up. Like that song, that song is insane. It takes like some of my favorite parts of dubstep, then throws it together with black metal. And then there's just these like crazy long screams. I was like, Whoa, it's like mind blowing me. Atmospherical outer spacey, crazy techno metal almost it's just (laughs) there's there's two songs that do that that i i know for a fact is synergy is one and euphoria is the other Yeah, synergy is the one i was just like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah i that's that's the stuff i liked about it i'll say there's a novelty to this Mm -hmm. okay and the more i listened to it the more that the effect of the novelty wore off right and by the end of the week, I was really settled in. The newness, the honeymoon phase had worn <laughs> off. And I was able to be a little more critical to it. I think for a guy who is seems to be kind of off in his own little world here and just putting out all this stuff, I counted they have 10 full-length albums, 6 EPs, and 27 standalone singles Sheesh. just since 2013. Dang. So here is a guy that is just incredibly prolific and has what I love about it is it's it's a it's an everything but the kitchen sink mentality mm-hmm. that he's just going to put whatever he feels like doing in there and he's going to experiment and I really love that. And the thing about experimental music is sometimes you get a really high payoff and sometimes you get uh you can you can miss the mark and yeah. you can fall flat. But either way to your point from earlier if you're trying something new with music and you're you're really putting it out there and you're you're like hey this is the product of my mind and imagination and my heart yeah and you're that proud of it i can probably find something in there worth appreciating even if i don't like it and that's what i did with this i think the um the production of it okay so it's one guy in a studio i had some issues with the production yeah um i had to listen to this on headphones when i listened to it in my car it got really muddy yeah. really fast. And I don't have the best, you know, it's not like I got JBLs or anything in the car. It's just the standard speaker set that came with the vehicle when I bought it. But for the most part, they do okay. So I would say if you're listening to this, this is definitely a, a headphones record. Just sit down and listen to it. Um, I worked out a couple of times. So this had a really good workout. <laughs> it's just because it's high energy. Yeah. The things that he does that I like vocally, uh, something's changing in me that all of a sudden, I uh, there's a there's like three or four bands that I would say are black metal bands that I'm really enjoying, and uh, I, I'm starting to like that style of vocal a little bit. That that really high pitched, like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and man, this guy just does it. I have no clue what he's saying. I, I don't even know if he's saying words or if he's just screaming <laughs> in a rhythm. It just sounds and like screaming to me. It just sounds like screaming to me. And that's there's there's 
kind of a coolness to that. I, I kind of dig where he's coming from, right? Um, that, the times he would bring in like a female vocalist was mm-hmm. really cool. The times where he would do the Middle Eastern sounding yep. kind of, uh, it's like weird stuff with his voice um, that I hope that wasn't offensive what I just did. It was meant to be an homage. Uh, <laughs> that was so cool. I love the energy of it. I, um, I you know, the, I got my nit, nit, my nitpicky stuff. Like it feels like the drums are programmed. Yeah. But they're still pretty good. You know, like he's, he's programming these like blast beats yeah, <laughs> and stuff in a drum. And I'm like, all right, that's kudos to you, man. Cause like, even if you're doing it on a little mini pad, you know, you're just, you're still going like, yeah. So like kudos to you for that. Right. Um, all in all, I really liked this. I think this is, it's, um, What's the it's it's ambitious. Very music. ambitious. It's the ambition of it is what really, really impressed me. And I love that it's got that cinematic quality that I always look to. You know, it's a very visual uh kind of music. You can you can picture stuff with it. Oh, I um, definitely did. Everything I visualized was like outer space kind of stuff, just like stars and like galaxies and yeah, man, supernovas and, you know, nebulas and all this other just outer space. It was this pretty beautiful picture with this chaotic dance, black metal music. It's crazy. Uh, my gripes with it were sometimes it felt a little derivative, a little too much of the same thing. Yeah. Of his own self. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, The the one thing I did think you're right about the mix becoming muddy in other s- sound systems and actually something maybe you know I, I if he just does this by himself I don't know if he has a producer or not but one thing an uh, old guy who used to just mix albums told me years ago cuz I was like do you have any uh you know suggestions for how to mix music and he said my best suggestion to you as an amateur learning how to mix music he said he said go find someone that just has a terrible car stereo. He said, it's yeah. got to be terrible. And he said, you make it sound good in there. It's going to sound good in everything. And he said, Bingo. it's a, a couple times he would be like, Hey, come over to my house. I'm going to listen to my new CD that I just mixed in your car. Cause I had a horrible car stereo. And, <laughs> I, and so like, I learned from that and I've remembered like, that. I was like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Oh, that makes sense. And I was like, I said, why is that? He said, because he said, most people are going to listen to this in their cars and they don't have good stereos. So he said, if you yeah. make it sound good on that, it'll sound great on everything and i felt like he could have polished it up with just a little bit of effort in a few spaces and made it sound less muddy and it would have made it that much better yeah i get the feeling this guy knows that he's got a pretty limited audience Mm -hmm. and i think he's i get the impression that he's just like he probably gets a song really as close to as it's going to be or an album as close to as it's going to be. And once he's feel like it's good, I feel like he's like, no, I'm just, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. No, he's putting with on that, so much with content. That much output, yeah. With yeah. that much output, it's just ridiculous. I went and I got inspired listening to just this record, Noir Kid, that I went and listened to some of the other stuff that he had. And I, I, I checked out three other releases and didn't finish them. And I'll be honest, this is kind of an anomaly. I think, Whatever he did on this record is it's unique enough. Mm-hmm. The other ones you can tell that it's it's him. You can tell it's it's the band. Um, but this was something special. This this collection of songs is probably the best that I've heard from him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the same energized excitement, curiosity as I did listening to Noir Kid that first couple of times when I found it and got to go through it. Um, but overall, man, I, I thought it was a fun release. I really liked it a lot. I ended up giving it about three and a half 
beards. I gave it three and a half too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's above average. It's not something I'm going to go to a lot. When I go back and listen to it, the standout tracks for me is going to be the title track noir kid. Yeah. That's just an outstanding track. Uh, I'm with you. I really liked synergy. I really liked euphoria and I really liked, um, the last song, which is Gezelig or Gezelig. Not sure how to pronounce it, but that's the, I thought the closing track was pretty cool too. So kudos to Violet Cold for the output, man. You're, you're, you're crushing it. You're, you know, if, uh, if it's about quantity and not quality, (laughs) you sure are there. Uh, but, but take your time. All right. Get the production right. Okay. This is, I know you're listening to this right now, (laughs) Eman, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, we, we appreciate the effort, but slow down. Yeah. Okay. Taste your food. Not every- <laughs> <laughs> Taste your food. As someone who has written and recorded an album himself, I think what's one thing a lot of people don't understand, especially if you haven't done it, it requires so much work. Yeah. Because I did a 10 song album with my brother and my cousin because it's something I always wanted to do. And so built a recording studio, like did all this, and it took a year. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is a lot of work. And that was, yeah, I stole a full-time job, but most, like most weekends, Saturday and Sunday, my days off heck that back then I was working three days a week. I worked like three twelves and a half day. And so like on my three and a half days off, a good chunk of that time was spent in the studio, like writing, mixing, recording, re-recording, remixing, just like, oh, what kind of, and I was like, man, when you do that, it can, it can take so much time. So like for this guy to put out this much content, I was like, okay, this dude is putting in a lot of time to yeah. be creative and come up with this. So it's like props to you to be able to do this. This is, this is a, this is a endeavor and it's well worth it, at least on this one. And one other final thing that I'll mention before we close out, that's, that's kind of cool to me about Violet Cold is he has, second versions of every single album that he's released so far. That's just instrumental. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's kind of cool. I think he understands that black metal is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Especially with the vocals. That's usually the thing that people go running for the hills from when they hear black metal. And I, I was the same. It took me a little while to get into it. It was the, it was really until I heard, I think the band liturgy Mm -hmm. that, I started to go, okay, this is, this is something cool and, and special. And so I, I, I like more of the atmospheric black metal. I like more of the stuff that, that dabbles in post rock and, and, um, uh, more of the spatial black gaze is what they call it. It's kind of like half mm. shoe gaze, half black metal. I like that kind of stuff, but I still think it's neat that he did an all instrumental version yeah. of almost every one of his records. So if you had to like do this as a hard sell to somebody <laughs> yeah. or a soft, if you had to introduce it softly to somebody and go, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, Oh, I really like that. Well, now let me show you how it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if this is a deal breaker. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, those are our sniggles in our album. So next week we have a guest on, don't we? Yeah, next week we're gonna have my good friend. You're you're getting to know him. He's mm-hmm. gonna be your good friend really soon. Oh, yeah. uh, does comedy with me. His name is Chad Alexander. Chad is a fellow music and guitar buff. Chad is a guitar junkie. He yes. has more gear than anybody else I know. It's absolutely ridiculous. And Chad has a really good taste in music. He and I were texting. I already know what his pick is going to be for the week ahead. So if let's do this, let's do Chad will do a pick and then Uh you do a pick. 
because we're going to have two guests back to back. So if we do Chad's pick and then your pick, and then the following week when we have our guest, I'll do my pick. So Chad decided that he's going to do the new Wolf Alice album called Blue Weekend, which just came out June 4th. So this is, we were, we're recording this on June 7th. It's still pretty fresh. I haven't had a chance to listen to this yet with the exception of a couple of singles, but I, I like the band Wolf Alice. They are one of the carrying the torch of the nineties fuzz grunge, uh, letters to Cleo, (laughs) PJ Harvey, uh, case choice. Wolf Alice does all of it in a really good way. And I'm curious to listen to this new record and Chad has already listened to it a couple of times and he's a big fan of it. So we'll have Chad on to do Wolf Alice blue weekend. And what's your pick? Okay. Well, I thought you were going to pick one, but that's okay. I, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm, I'm saving mine on purpose because I want to do something really weird when we have our next guest. Cause he, and I already talked a little bit, we cheated (laughs) and we're both fans of this band. And I want to talk to him a little bit about this one band and I'm skipping ahead. So that's why I didn't have a pick for this week. Cause I didn't want to double dip. Okay. I I understand. I can, I got (laughs) shit lined up. (laughs) You know me. Uh, I'm going to do ego death by the internet. Cool. We're going to go like some soulful R&B funky stuff that's, oh my gosh, Sid, the vocalist for the internet, one of my favorite vocalists. She has such a great voice. Hell yeah. And this, this is from 2015. Yep. This is some different music and it, oh my gosh, it is, it's, it's, I don't know. You have to listen to it. That's the best way to, you have to listen to it. And, uh, it's fun. There's one of, one of their tracks on there. We'll, I'll talk about it when we get to it next week. It's one of my favorite nice. tracks ever. It's just so good. If I had to pick, I'd say it's the one that features Kay Trinata. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, you're like, okay, mm, I know this man. Yeah, look, I, it's not, he didn't stand out just because he spells his name in all caps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Janelle Monet. She's a really good singer. I'm excited for this. I haven't heard this record. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, real quick before we wrap up, you can find me on Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. Shoot me a line there. I keep having people follow me, uh, people that I don't know. Uh, so Yay. I'm like, it's got to be either from this or now nah, it's not from the other podcast because nobody listens to that. <laughs> I listen to that. No, I know. We do have some other listeners over there too. I listen, listen so to I'm, No Country for Middle Aged yeah. Men. It's, listen it's to good, No Country Middle Aged Men. It's almost as good as this podcast. It's almost as good. If we had a better, <laughs> if I had a better co-host over there, it'd be better. It's, it's good about <laughs> once every 10 episodes when you <laughs> let me come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Adam is, Adam's great. Adam's funny and he's a lot of fun. If you like a very, uh, uh, a guy who gets frustrated very easily <laughs> with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what makes him funny. That's uh, what I love. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. You can find Dan on Instagram at Dwight privilege. Yes. No one's adding me. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting as many follower requests as you. That's because everybody's already followed you. <laughs> I am. So if you're listening, if you're out there, do us a favor. We are, I'm really curious to hear what people think about the albums that we're reviewing. So if you go listen to either of the zombie EPs or Noir Kid by Violet Cold, or even just the two singles that we had, the one by Crosses or the one by Zeal and Ardor, I'm curious to think of what you hear. What I'm curious to hear what you think about yes. those as well. So definitely drop us a line, send us a message, shoot us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. 
let us know because we'd like to, I'd like to be able to bring up some of that kind of stuff uh, on one of the future episodes and just share a little bit about what y'all have to say and why we're right. Yes, exactly. That's all yeah. I want to hear is why I'm right. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to hear your praise for my hot takes. <laughs> and, you know, look, I want your voice to be heard. So when you compliment me, I want other people to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all <laughs> next week. <laughs>